I didn't know whether he planned to torture me or whether it would be straight-out murder. I thought I'd smelt alcohol on his breath when I was trying to read the roadmap, so I hoped he was a little pissed. Anything which would slow his reflexes down to give me an outside chance. My mind was racing at a thousand miles an hour, and I decided that the first half chance I had, I would go for it. I knew that without a bit of luck, there would be no tomorrow. While I was thinking and trying to plan, all I could hear was Dean Martin blasting out, Everybody loves somebody sometime. I couldn't help laughing a little at the song, considering my circumstances. I would have loved a few friends, all armed to the teeth. I was full of terror at the thought of what was going to happen, but I kept thinking, he's made one mistake already by not killing me. If he makes another, I might have a chance. He had handcuffed me with my hands at the front. I thought about trying to kick my way out of the boot, but it would have made too much noise. One bullet through the back seat would have finished me. He pulled me out of the boot. As soon as he hit me with the pistol butt, I knew it wasn't going to be a straight shooting. I was in for a flogging first. I was beaten, kicked, pistol-whipped and punched. It was the first and only time I'd ever lost control of my bowels through fear. But the pain was nothing. At least I was still alive. The bashing over, it was stage two. He marched me through the dark about 30 feet in front of the car and handed me a garden spade. I had to dig my own grave. I think he was surprised I didn't argue, but started digging straight away. After a while, I complained I couldn't dig properly with handcuffs on, and he unlocked them. That was his second mistake. I dug as hard as I could, and all the time I was talking to him, laughing and making stupid jokes. I was digging like a mad Welsh coal miner. I know my vigour in digging put him off guard. All the time this was happening, I didn't allow my face to reflect the terror I felt. I laughed and joked about the predicament I was in while I was digging the hole. The bloke said, You're a tough bastard, Chopper, I'll give you that. That compliment and the word, No, were the last words he spoke. When I was about hip-deep in the grave, I could sense he felt it was deep enough. I had to do something, anything to buy a bit more time. I pretended I'd hit a hard spot. I took a fresh grip on the handle of the spade with my left hand, as if I was going to dig even harder. I am right-handed, but he was standing on my left side above me. I gripped the shovel like a baseball bat and let go at his left kneecap. I knew he would get a shot off, but it was the only card I had left, and I had to play it. A wounded man, a man with the blade of a spade through his kneecap, wouldn't be taking correct aim. I also know my guns. He had a Spanish-made, very heavy, cheap forty-five calibre automatic, and after banging me about the head with it, who knows, it might jam on him. So I took the chance and swung. He screamed in pain and fired. The flash of the gun was right beside my head. I was going to die anyway, so I had nothing to lose. I nearly severed his leg with that first blow. Next second, I was out of the grave. That's when he screamed, No! For him, it was too late. The spade was in his brain. Let's say, for me, it was a bit of a character builder. That night still chills me to the bone. I don't feel as though I defeated a worthy opponent. I simply cheated death.
I got into the car. It was more comfortable to be in the driver's seat than the boot. I drove along the track and found a main road. It was only then when I found a sign that I realised my last resting place was to have been Mount Donabuang, up past Warburton. I drove the car home. The other bloke didn't need it. He was in the ground. While I'd been putting him in the grave, I kept thinking I could hear a man walking through the bush. It was probably a wild pig, but it sounded spooky. Let me tell you that if it was a man, he did himself a big favour by not coming over to say hello. There was plenty of room for two in that hole. Being ordered to dig my own grave is something I try to forget, and I've never talked about it. I got out alive because of the other chap's lack of concentration and because I kept cool. I was looking at my own death that night. It still comes back in my dreams sometimes.